When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Listen to Azeroth Times Classic. I'm Chris, and with me is Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Hello, everybody. So, how are you doing this lovely night? Pretty good. Pretty good. Well, that's good. I'm here. Well, no, you're there. Well, you're not everywhere. (laughs) Everywhere. All right, so what have we been doing in game? Diablo 4. That's all I've been doing. When I get a chance, I play Diablo 4. I got on a couple times, did the cooking and the fishing daily. That's all I've been doing. What about you? I mean, um, normal stuff mainly. Uh, Raiding Old War still. Uh, got my Pinnacle Cloak this week from awesome. OS2 Drake. Awesome. Um, let's see. I did a world, you know, just a world tier phase one, just to get a little bit of gold. Level, I mean, my paladin is 80, and I did phase one with him as well. Tanked it. Got a couple pieces of gear. Uh, not not too much, really. Um, and then I've just been leveling my hunter. Because uh, Joyous Journeys. So the oh, I've been going to do that, and I keep forgetting because I'm Diablo. <laughs> really, don't, yeah. I really can't really get into playing WoW right now anyways because, well, update. Uh, so I send another email to, or open up another ticket and show them the proof again. But I did look at the last one, and the picture was kind of fuzzy. So I'll give them that. So I retook the picture and sent it to them. And you, it's it's clear. So uh, they usually answer within like twenty hours, and I think it says twenty four hours. But uh, it used to tell me, but I can't see anywhere where it tells you now anymore. But uh, I haven't received an answer in forty eight hours. So I don't know if they're like looking into it even deeper now, or. They got a lot of stuff going on with Diablo 4. I, I don't know what's going on. I ain't getting no response. So I'm hoping they're looking into it. But that kind of opens us up into our first bit of news. There's a blue post. Now, Blizzard has announced that they have taken over 167,000 actions against exploitative WoW accounts in Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Almost exactly three months ago. Blizzard announced they banned 120,000 WoW accounts. Now, the 167 is probably including mine, which I know we talked about this somewhat last week, but this is a new blue post. 
So, to provide more transparency on the actions that get taken against exploitative accounts, uh, here is a breakdown of the number of actions that has been taken over the course of the last month. Total exploitative while account actions last month, 167,799. All these actions are for cheating or exploitation, which are primarily permanent bans or six-month suspensions. This number does not include separate actions like character name or in-game language violations. We will continue to evolve our methods and act against these malicious accounts on a daily basis. Thank you, and we'll see you in Azeroth, the WoW Classic team. Now, I wonder how many of those were like mine where they wasn't doing nothing. Right. Or... They actually got hacked, like mine. I, I don't know. So, I don't know. All I can do is we'll wait and see. Yeah. Alright, so. I'm going to go ahead and jump into the, wow, patch notes. Updated notes, patch 3.2, or 3.4.2, PTR, Wrath Classic. <laughs> Blizzard has announced the Wrath Classic patch notes for the PTR, adding in new changes for War, which will still likely be a popular raid in the next phase of Wrath. In addition, there are some adjustments to the new Titan Rune dungeon difficulty for Defense Protocol Beta. Now, if uh, much of y'all will probably remember back in the day, well, everybody was raiding War. TOC came out, and then there was hardly any War. There was people like me and Brandon that still ran Old War. Now a lot there's a lot of teams who did ten man easy or ten man regular, ten man hard. They did twenty twenty five man normal and twenty five man hard. They were doing all four of those and that's all they did. So they're trying to get that to stop now. Because like right now there's hardly anybody going to Max. There's still people going. But Mainly people run at Old War. They want to keep people in Old War when TLC comes out. So I yeah. this I think that's what they're doing. They still want people running dungeons, so they're making them harder. You know, an actual uh you get to pick if it's harder or not. So that's pretty cool. Now uh Blizzard says greetings, we've just pushed a new build to the WoW Classic PTR, and while this update is mostly focused on bug fixes and stability in preparation of our patch three point four point two launch on June twentieth, we did not want to make sure or sorry. We did want to make sure that you were aware of a few changes to Ulduar and Titan Rune Dungeons, Defense Protocol Beta, that are included in this build. Build four nine nine seven nine, June ninth. 2023. Ulduar, the expedition base camp teleporter inside the entrance to Ulduar is now always active. Players may now use the expedition base camp teleporter to port directly to the inner chamber of Ulduar, even if Flame Leviathan and XT-002 structure have not yet been defeated. So that's cool. After defeating Kalagarn, the door to General Vizax will unlock and Vizax and his trash will immediately spawn. Yogg-Saron will now drop additional fragments of Valonir, depending on how many Titan Keepers are assisted, assisting your raid. 
With zero keepers assisting, Yogg-Saron will now always drop three fragments of Valonir. With one keeper assisting, Yogg-Saron will now always drop two fragments of Valonir. With two or more keepers assisting, Yogg-Saron will still drop one fragment of Valonir as before. The one-out timer for defeating Algalon, the Observer, has been removed. Algalon, the Observer, will now always drop two fragments of Valonir. Now, the developer knows we've seen a lot of feedback that a skip in Olimar was desired going into the next content phase, and we've experienced ourselves how painful it can be to only see one or two fragments of Valonir drop per run. These adjustments seemed like a fairly clean solution to help ensure that you can get a few more guaranteed fragments per week, provided you are able to kill the hardest bosses in the raid, and you can do so quickly if you desire. Adding the extra fragments to Algalon and Yog 1, Yog 0, should still preserve a sense of progression for guilds who are still working on those encounters, also making the Algalon encounter a bit more forgiving to learn by removing the timer. At this time, we have no plans to implement any sort of post-nerf version of Ulduar, as we are very satisfied with the level of difficulty of Ulduar right now, especially with the gear that is going to become available in Trial of Crusader and Trial of the Grand Crusader. We've gone ahead and enabled access to Ulduar on the PD, oh, PDR. On the PTR, if you and your raid team wishes to test these adjustments. And also the Titan Rude Dungeons, Culling a Strathome, Holy Green Grenade now applies Holy Abutment buff to all players within a 30-yard radius of the explosion. Holy Imbuement increases healing and damage by 20% for 20 seconds. Ugar Keep and Ugar Pinnacle. Upon removing Fire Blast on an icy path, players will now receive the Blistering Fury buff. Blistering Fury increases all crit chance percent by 50% for 20 seconds. Azrael Durub and Ankahet. Shadow Imbuement should now properly replicate AoE abilities across all targets that are hit and only remove a single charge of Shadow Imbuement when doing so. And a developer's notes, so anyways, we got Blistering Fury and started blasting. Pretty much. That's what happens when you get it. Yeah. So that's all I got for the notes, so uh, I'll let you start with uh, the last boss of TOC. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a rather big bug. Looks just like the one at the end of Old Kingdom. Um, just big Anubarak. <laughs> so he's what you, uh, what you find at the end. And he has quite a few abilities mechanics involved with him. We'll talk about the strategy again, as always. So we'll just get right into it. So he cast um, a couple of abilities are Frost Spears. <laughs> They're floating around the room. They have little health and can be attacked and destroyed by players. Permafrost is another thing. If a Frost Spear is destroyed, well, this happens when you destroy the Frost Spear itself. It creates a frozen area on the ground, about 8 yards in radius. It prevents creatures from burrowing through it and reduces movement speed of players by 20% in normal mode or 80% in heroic mode. In normal mode, the frost spheres respawn infinitely. In heroic mode, only six frost spheres are available. While the new Barak is above 30% of his health, he alternates between ground state and burrow state. 
The fight starts with Anubarak on the ground, about 90 seconds. He'll burrow for one minute and become untargetable, and he ignores permafrost. While Anubarak is on the ground, he does Freezing Slash. It deals strong frost damage to the tank and stuns the, tar stuns the tank in a block of ice for three seconds. Penetrating Cold. Applies to several random players. Two players in 10-player mode and 5 and 25-player mode. A debuff that deals moderate frost damage every 3 seconds for 18 seconds. When the debuff expires on a player, it jumps to another random player. Nerubian Burrows. A large spider are large spiders that spawn in the room and attack the raid. You'll have two waves of the Nerubian Burrower spawns before a new rock submerges. Each wave contains one add in 10-player mode and two adds in 10-player mode. And in 25-player mode, four adds in the 25-player heroic mode. So, one in 10-player normal, two in 10-player heroic, and 25 normal, and 25 heroic. 25 heroic is four. <clears throat> so, next is increased uh, exposed weakness, increased increases physical damage taken by the tank by 25% and stacks up to nine times. The spider frenzy increases movement speed by 20% and attack speed by 100% if another Nerean burrower is within 12 yards. Submerge. Nerean burrower attempts to burrow under the ground and heal to full health. Does not work on permafrost. So if you get him into permafrost, he tries to go down and won't heal him to full health. In heroic mode, Nerubian Burrows have an extra ability. It's Shadow Strike. Deals massive shadow damage to a random player. Uh, takes 8 seconds to cast, so probably can be interrupted. While Anubarak is under the ground, Impale, this ability has several features. So, one of the features is spikes appear on the ground to chase a random player, which gradually increase in speed, dealing moderate physical damage to any player in the way and knocking them up in the air. If the spikes are able to reach the targeted player, it deals strong physical damage to the player and to any players within six yards. It does not work through permafrost, but destroys a patch of permafrost in, if it is in the way. Then you have swarm scarabs. They're medium-sized bugs that spawn in the room and attack the raid. Swarm scarabs slow down while they are in permafrost. Acid-drenched mandibles on each melee attack applies... To the tank, a debuff that deals moderate damage every three seconds, and it lasts for one minute, stacks up to 99 times. So, yeah. Determination. Determination. Swarm Scarabs heal to full health, increases movement speed by 100%, becomes immune to stuns or slowing effects. Now, when you get a new Barak below 30% health, he'll no longer burrow. And in normal mode, all the ads stop spawning. In heroic mode, Nerubian Burrowers keep spawning. Anubarak keeps using Freezing Slash and Penetrating Cold, but he does leech Leeching Swarm. It deals damage to all players in the room every second. The amount of damage is equal to 10% of the player's current health in normal mode and 20% of the player's current health in heroic mode, but always no less than 250 health. And it heals Anubarak. So at that point, it becomes a burn phase. Berserk, if he's not killed within 10 minutes, Renubarak starts dealing significant increased damage. So here's the strategy point, okay? One tank is required for Renubarak. One or two tanks can be used for Nerubian Burrowers. Assign a ranged damage dealer for Frost Troops. These should be destroyed at proper spots, making sure that the patches of permafrost are placed conveniently for tanking Nerubian Burrowers and avoiding Impale. While Renubarak is on the ground, 
The spawning Nerubian burrowers should be picked up by the Octane and kept on permafrost, preventing their submerge. Most of the damage should be focused on the Nubarak, and the wave of the Nerubian burrowers should be killed while the Nubarak is on the ground. The second wave of Nerubian burrowers can be killed later after he burns. In heroic mode, all casts of Shadow Strike can be interrupted. While the Nubarak is under the ground, the raid must kill all remaining Nerubian burrowers. Players chased by Impale should kite the spikes as long as possible, making them hit permafrost, and nobody should stand in the way of the spikes. So, what you'll want to do is you'll want to run around while you have while the spikes are chasing you, and you want to try to run from them as long as you can before you actually take them onto the frost. Because once you take them onto the frost, that frost is, disappears, and if that frost disappears, then the tank can no can no longer tank the ads on the permafrost because it's gone. So you want to chase it around as long as possible, and uh, once it gets too fast, you're not going to be able to use it or be able to get away from it anymore. And then you want to run it into the permafrost. So swarm scarabs do require tanking. They should be kited through permafrost when possible and killed quickly by the raid before they use determination. When an Ubrock is close to 30% health, it is best to kill all ads before the transition. After an Ubrock reaches 30% health, the ray should be kept near 50% of maximum health. This is reduces the effect of Leeching Swarm while making it possible to survive penetrating cold. All damage should be focused on an Ubarak as it's best for damage dealers to save their most powerful abilities for this part of the fight. Kill an Ubarak before his Berserk timer runs out. So what they're talking about there is, after, like, I said, like I said, it's the burn phase. Um, keeping you at 50% on health is pretty nice. I've seen some raids go lower. But 50% health is about where you can keep everybody and the penetrating cold won't kill. Uh, just what it is is um, it does 10% of your, your health that you have at the time. Um, it takes away from you and gives to a new rock and, he'll, and it'll heal you. So at that point, you just want to, that's when you want to use heroism. That's when you want to use all your cooldowns. And you want to get him down as fast as possible because, you, know, you for one, you don't want to heal him back up or you don't want to. Your, your healers will run out of mana if you don't have enough damage on them. So you'll want to have more damage on them than, and just keep burning down until it's over. I mean, that's pretty much all it is at that point. So just kill him before the Berserk timer runs out. You got 10 minutes. You shouldn't have a problem. So it should be pretty easy. All in all, I mean, we've had, you know, we've, we've done a lot of them. The Beast of Northrend. Like I said, we know what those are. Uh, the, the main ones to worry about are going to be the two the two worms. Uh, Asimon, the other one. They, uh, you just got to watch the debuffs on that. So, <clears throat> that's the biggest one to worry about. Of course, the big guy just move out of his way when he, when he charges. Lord Jaraxxus is just killing the killing him. Watching out for the uh, the the little the different phases for like volcanoes and such, and then you got um, your faction champions. Of course, that's just your PvP. Putting Valkyr, we all know what that is. The two twins. Watch out. Uh, make sure you just have the different debuffs on them. Um, light for dark, dark for light, and if they do their abilities, get whatever debuff the ability is happening, so you don't take damage. And then, of course, uh, Nubar Rock at the end. We just talked about it. So, hopefully, you guys get into TOC. And if you're listening, hopefully, this guy will help you. 
And if you need any help, just give us a holler. Um, I'd be more than willing to happy to sit down and explain it with somebody. But until TOC. Alright, so that's uh, TOC. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I guess I can because I don't. <laughs> I was, hey, I tempted to raid last week, but I got benched, so. Yeah. This week I definitely can't go because I'll be in Texas, so. <laughs> But uh, come back next week, and uh, hopefully I'll have an update on my account. Cause I didn't. Who? I want my account back. So we'll check on the update of fighting and get my account back since I clearly got hacked. So, all right. So until next week, have fun playing the game. As always. This show is brought to you by Heartland Production Entertainment. If you'd like to help to make the show better, go to patreon.com slash heartlandpae. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.